What is one way to reduce the risk of a uncontrolled email inbox? Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you could apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, we'll get further into one of the items that we discussed in our previous episode, and that's email management. Maura, how do you feel about email management? I feel that email management is ready. It's like ready for prime time, and it's critical for really taking hold of your information across your business. Okay, what is email management? I mean, how, right. do, you, how do you do that? And why <laughs> would you do such a thing? Well, I guess we gave the why. It's a risk to not do it. Go listen to the other episode for the whys. <laughs> but how, I think, is a great question. So there are a set of software packages out there that are called email management solutions. And they typically sit between your active email program and some storage location. So the ones the ones I have used most that we have worked most with our clients around sit between Microsoft Outlook and Microsoft SharePoint. And directly from the Outlook interface, you're able to select an email and store it in a SharePoint location where you can then apply retention in accordance with your retention schedule on the back end. But the user can still see that email from Outlook, use it, respond to it, attach it to something else, search for it in the Outlook interface that they're very used to. And there are similar tools that work with other email solutions and repositories, you know, Google or some other ones. So it's not just a Microsoft specific thing. But the concept of here's your email setup, here's a piece of middleware, and here's your storage repository. So it basically takes your messages out of your active email environment and moves them into a place where you have more control. It could be a file share, like just a folder on a file share, where the interfacing email management tool is sitting between the email system and this file share where there's a folder and all the emails going there or several folders where the emails being put. You can choose when you set it up. Your IT department can choose where you set it up. And aligning things to folders is giving us obviously an organizational method. And that's helping us because now more than one person can find things. And two, we can apply some retention to that particular item. Exactly. That's a huge bonus is it's not in the inbox of an individual person anymore. Now it can be searched using other tools across everybody's email that's gone into these folders. So now you have email messages that are supporting documents to other documents that you've created around the same project or topic or activity, and they can all be stored in the same place. You can search it all at once. You can apply retention to it. If you have to look for it for an e-discovery action, you look in one place. <laughs> it's a huge improvement over looking at 50 email boxes um, and doing all those searches individually. 
But there's some steps to getting an email management system to work. So one is what you just said. You got to set up that folder structure. And you want to set it up so that it reflects your retention schedule and your information taxonomy so that it makes sense to go to where you're going to find things. Taking them out of the email box is a big step, but you want to put them somewhere that makes sense. That's a step. Second step is teaching people how to do it. <laughs> and then to make it work, you need to start cutting off other avenues of saving email. So cut off the ability to create PST files or some kind of personal offline storage of a person's email that they think is separate from any roll-off requirements. You can, in a, in a high security environment, you could prevent people from downloading things. You can prevent emails from being forwarded out of your email system to personal email addresses through a data loss prevention program or something. You can lock those things down and each company has to decide how much they want to lock that down. But the idea is, okay, we gave you the right place, you, the users, we've told you where these things should go. They follow our retention policies. They follow our record keeping requirements. This is the new central storage place for email, for email records, along with other business records. We want you to use it. So we're going to cut off your options to keep things longer in your inbox. And the final step, we're going to start actually imposing a time-based roll-off because we've trained you, we've told you, you need to put it over here. This is where it belongs. We're going to start rolling stuff off 30, 60, 90 days, maybe 180 days. Longer than that, you've kind of lost the point of putting the time-based roll-off in there, but still even a year is better than forever. So you gauge your company culture and how much they want to change and how much, how ready they are to change to decide, will you put a six month roll off in and then slowly back it down to three or something. So what does that mean when something rolls off your inbox? So it will roll off your inbox and your sent mail and your deleted mail and any folders that you've created. And if your company had the Outlook archive um, function on, it'll roll off out of there too. And all of that means it will actually be deleted from the server. It's not just out of your, your view anymore. It's actually gone. It's gone. So like, you know, the email you sent me a year ago is it just gone. I can't keep it anymore in my inbox. That's, that's a big shock. So change management is a huge aspect of this. Yes, it is, because it is a big shock when people realize that that's what happened. <laughs> but that's the training aspect of this is really important and giving people time to review the old emails they've been keeping forever and decide, do they meet the definition of a record? Should we move them into a retention folder? Do we need to keep it as a reference? And what do we want them to do with emails that they want to keep as a reference? What kind of guidance do we want to give them around that? Like put it in a personal folder, put it in a OneDrive, put it in a file share folder, how to decide if a reference is worth keeping. Uh, there's some, there's some tricks there, but you're absolutely right. We can't, you can't do this by just impose it from the outside because people will lose important stuff that way. If you don't give them time to look and if you just cut it off all of a sudden, and if you make it too hard to save the emails in the right place using a tool like this, then people will 
figure out a different way to save the information outside of your process and you still won't have any visibility into it as a company. Do you have to apply it to everyone or can you, you know, separate the company based on your level in the company and, and apply this to some people and not to other people? That's a great question. And over the years, since the, the panic around email started in the late 90s, early 2000s, I've seen a lot of different ideas around how to address that. In some places, the biggest example being in the federal government's capstone program, the idea was we're going to save all of the emails from the people at the top. And each, in this case, government agency picked who were their people at the top. Um, whose every email was going to be saved. That to me, it was an interesting idea, but you got to really think about your organization because if you go to the commercial side, the people at the top do not have granular details of what's happening. They're not getting the op daily operational kind of thing. It's people who are hands-on, maybe it's the middle managers, maybe it's the operation team leads, who different groups depending on your company and your industry. Who's getting the roll-up? Who's getting the approval step? Here's the action that needs to be taken. Here are the reasons for it. And here's the approval. What level is that that is, is a good collection point in your organization? So if you can figure that out, and something that we have talked about a little bit in our earlier episodes is the idea of process mapping and, and where are the record capture points? Where does a record get created or captured? in a process, you can apply that same concept to email, that there's a point in your in your business process that you're conducting via email where all the information is there about this business action that's being taken. And if you can automate that, great. Then you can roll everybody else's email off <laughs> um, because you know that these heads of departments or these line managers or these product leads, product managers or project leads are the place where all of that information gets collected. That seems like it's a little bit more difficult in the commercial space, like you said. It just, it requires the discipline of the process maps and it, uh, that discipline of process mapping counteracts the you know, wild, wild west, we're so innovative and creative and agile um, mindset of a lot of entrepreneurial startup businesses. So there's a, there's a balance here and you got to figure it out for your organization, but it's absolutely possible to make those decisions. And I'm not against process maps. I think you find out a lot of things that could be more efficient when you start to map out some of your processes, but that's for a different subject. Yes, we should spend a whole couple of episodes on how to do a records process map, because I don't think we've gone into it in detail yet. But I think for today and our email management solution discussion, we're at a good stopping point. There's a set of software that's called email management tools. To start the setup of them, you need to look at a information taxonomy create folders and assign people to folders based on the work they do and how they're going to, what messages they're going to have that you want to file. You can use folders that already exist that have other documentation related to the same activities or projects or actions so that people can just add the messages to those same spots. And then 
tons of change management communication and training about how and what to do. And then a fairly contained time frame where you give people an action to go look at their old email, make decisions, and then you start your time-based roll-off. Excellent. If you have any further questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune into our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please be a champion and share it with people in your social media network. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Special thanks goes to Jason Blake, who created our intro music.